0: You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more about this show, as well as my other podcast, How to Stand, visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com. There you'll find episode guides, as well as additional reading, more exclusive content, tons of great stuff. And never miss an update, an album review, interview, etc. by subscribing to the free newsletter, howtostand.substack.com. You could also become a paying subscriber on Substack, and that means you're supporting an independent creator and become part of a community, howtostand.substack.com. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to 17 Carat K-Pop. There's just a ton of miscellaneous headlines. We're just going to make today's episode a rundown of everything in the K-pop world news-wise you may have missed over the past couple of weeks. The first thing that I want to go over, all the K-pop artists going on tour this summer in the USA because it's kind of hard to keep track. So here are the events to look out for. And if you want more specific info about a specific tour, if you message me on socials, I will be glad to help you out getting some info on that. Upcoming live events include Seventeen's World Tour, love to see it, starts in Seoul June 25th. It will then go to Vancouver, Seattle, Oakland, LA, Houston, Fort Worth, Chicago, DC, Atlanta, Belmont Park, Toronto, Newark, and more TBA. KCON this year is quite different. They got rid of KCON New York. I've heard a lot of stories about lots of disorganization at KCON New York. Not that it was unsuccessful. It was still a huge, very, very popular event. But it never got to the caliber of KCON LA in terms of professionalism, in terms of structure. It just felt newer because it was. Less established, less of a protocol. So I'm honestly not as surprised as I think some people are that KCON New York is no more. I just see LA in the public consciousness as being the birthplace in home of KCON. But instead, Newark is a KCON tour stop. So this year, after KCON LA wraps up, they will be going to a handful of cities, putting on basically mini KCONs with mini lineups of artists, maybe three or four, and a series of games, live conversation, and performances. So it's like going to a concert, but with more talking and games and stuff. An onstage experience, an interactive show of sorts. KCON LA's date and lineup as of recording time, still TBA, but we know for sure KCON LA will come before August 22nd because that's when this mini-tour kicks off. It will hit San Francisco, Minneapolis, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, New York, and apparently, maybe more TBA. And my theory... Just speculating here. But I really think timing-wise, as of recording time, I promise you this was not confirmed. I just have a huge hunch I'm not just trying to act like I saw the future. I really did. I don't have to act. I'm predicting this. I'm speaking it into existence. I think Seventeen is headlining, basically, KCON this year. Their world tour stops in LA August 17th. And they'll be in Oakland the 14th. So mid-August, they'll be in California. And I think they're at the level of popularity now that KCON would, honestly, change up their dates if they had to. Do what it takes to make the schedule work for them, not vice versa. I think they consider them now, like, the headline act. It would be a huge get. Seventeen, the KCON tour. Also this summer, Dreamcatcher, Brave Girls, Golden Child, DKB, AB6, g Idol, Stray Kids, TXT, Monsta X, Sun, The Boys, MC&D, and there's a summer stage event taking place in New York July 10th featuring Alexa, Brave Girls, and more. There also will surely be more online shows to attend and always keep in mind when you are upset if you miss concert tickets that shows are added all the time. And you could look at the tour schedule and see, oh, it looks like there are quite a few days, even if there's just one extra day, a bigger gap between two shows. Then you can kind of predict those are the shows that will get a second date added on before or after it. So look at the schedule and keep the faith if you did not get a ticket for your fave. Another action you could take is pestering Summerfest to hurry up and get on board, recognize how popular K-pop is, what a pull it would be for the show, and get some K-pop artists on the lineup, which they still have yet to do. What's the holdup? I think the organizers may truly still underestimate the draw K-pop would have for the show. Not that they need it, it's the world's largest music festival, but I digress. Please politely pester them if you want. The first major, large-scale K-pop event in Europe. I mean, there are other events in the past we've talked about before. The whole SM Entertainment show that led to a protest just so they could get a second show added. Anyway, but this is still being billed as the first big K-pop event in Europe. It was called K-pop Flex. It recently went on with a ton of artists. It sounds like the main complaint was some disorganization, and the show being shorter than they thought. K-pop events truly are such a feat to pull off. Picture the feat of pulling off a big festival, then factor in how every k-pop group has dancing, special effects, call and response, ready moments, so much they have to prepare for each performance for each artist. it's not just like a festival where they can prepare for artists to get up, sing, and leave. there's much more that goes into it, so plus travel logistics of all these groups. so yeah, understandable. have some patience during the growing period of k-pop events. but i will say it is frustrating to wait a couple hours longer than you thought for the show to start this event will be back in frankfurt in june 2023 and then it will be hitting london's o2 arena september 2023 sounds really far away but again keep in mind festival planning is a monstrous puzzle to figure out takes months and months other tour related updates D pushed back their tour citing an administrative matter whatever that means so they will actually be touring later this summer in august and eric nam had to push back his australia and new zealand tour dates back to september for reasons he said he cannot disclose yet but hopes they will be worth the wait really excited to figure out what he's been working on probably new music again for the millionth time hey if you're listening eric if you want to come promote that new project on 17 karat kpop once you're allowed to spill the beans please consider it let's move on to talking about sm entertainment Teon and johnny my favorite people first of all sm entertainment square is officially set up and now is a part of la Also recently, Suho had this really fun, really fun-looking, Instagram-worthy, which is why he posted his way through it, trip to California. Glad he got to do some sightseeing while he was there. But he was there to speak at Stanford's Korean Studies Conference as part of this panel about the Hallyu wave. And so he delivered remarks about how he thinks K-pop's here to stay. It's not just a trend, and he's proud of the way it has blossomed globally. For my fellow Taeyeon enthusiasts, He is the MC of an upcoming Mnet show called ABCD, Anybody Can Dance, which I just think is the cutest acronym and a pretty good life motto. It's basically a reality show, a dance show, where passerby are recruited to dance and join the show. It's like street casting, but make it a reality show. I'm also excited for him because his YouTube channel just surpassed 600k subscribers. Plus Long Flight, reached 21 million views. Love Theory, 10 million. He has 9 million Instagram followers now. And he joined TikTok and already surpassed 1 million there. So huge year for him social-wise. He's been booked and busy. And his bandmate Johnny made big news for his Met Gala debut. Okay, I'm going to give my version of harsh criticism, which is probably still pretty mild compared to like the fashion police, but... Just gonna be honest with you, I did not like Johnny's outfit at all. It was so underwhelming to me. Really honest, I was so excited for him to be there, but really that outfit did not do anything for me. It was just so blah compared to some outfits. I just, uh, sorry, I don't know if he belonged on Best Dressed lists. I think the best dressed were probably Olivia Rodrigo, Blake Lively, and maybe, okay, this one I don't think is a popular opinion, but Whatever kylie jenner i really like that white dress and i like when a casual piece like a baseball cap is added to a big fancy dress just me i've always loved like sneakers with dresses or skirts and of course rihanna's appearance there wonderful if you know what i'm talking about you know but yeah sorry johnny's just didn't do it for me but he was still by far the most mentioned male at the met gala on social media so here was the competition 18,000 posts about Sebastian Stan. 21,000 about Chadwick Boseman. Yes, the late actor, still commenting on his 2018 look. 34K posts about Sean Mendes. 48,000 Ryan Reynolds. First place, 240K Johnny from NCT. For a minute, I just want to talk a little bit about just my totally personal take on some outfit awards. Feel free to politely fight me in the comments if you want. But my vote for best updo of the night goes to Vanessa Hudgens. My vote for weirdest outfit, Jared Leto. My vote for most disappointing no-show, Lil Nas X and Rihanna, although she kind of was there, if you know you know. If this Met Gala talk was gibberish to you, don't worry about it. Let's talk about the BBMAs now. First of all, really happy for Alexa. That was the highlight of the night for me. Just knowing that Alexa was getting some time to shine. She was billed as a performer and a presenter, but she didn't really perform there. And she was kind of more part of the untelevised stuff so it's kind of weird almost false advertising i would say so that was disappointing but still happy for her recognition especially lately on kelly clarkson's show and stuff her post american song contest win promo trip love that for her and she was best dressed on the red carpet i liked the leather dress and definitely her hair gave me miku vibes we love to see it another upside of the night bts winning and now they have 12 total The most BBMA wins ever. They won three this year. Top duo slash group, which they now tie 1D for, for the most wins in that category. Top Sawn sales and top selling Sawn. No surprises there. Full disclosure, I didn't watch this year because I was doing in-person press that night for the Grooveland tour, so I couldn't. So I am just reading up on the show as opposed to watching, so I'll be honest about that. But honestly, as much as I kind of have to tune into this stuff for my podcast coverage, this time I'm very glad I had an excuse to not watch. Not only because I wasn't that psyched about anyone who was going to be there except Alexa, but also because I kind of wanted to protest a little. Because not only did the show have Morgan Wallen, but they had Travis Scott, who I still have intense anger towards. Having been to a bajillion concerts in my lifetime, many where I have almost passed out or there has been a crowd control issue, nothing ever got out of hand to the extent his show did. And I've never seen an artist just so easily go on with the show after there's distress that's noticeable in the crowd. Artists always do something. Or a security guard. I just feel like the Astroworld tragedy was so preventable. Honestly, it's not so much the going on with the show despite people literally being trampled. My big issue with Astroworld and my lingering resentment towards Travis is the seeming lack of empathy afterwards. I'm just saying that, of course, I want to be careful how I address that because everyone copes with sadness differently. And as an autistic person, I know how quick to judge people can be when you don't show emotion in the quote-unquote normal way after a tragedy. People think you're insincere. So I don't want to jump to judgment about that. But what I honestly just can't get over is Travis posting to Instagram the BetterHelp phone number encouraging people coping in the aftermath to call it, but he posted the wrong number. And that callousness of not even double-checking that the right mental health crisis number was in your bio to millions of people, I just, that part really gets to me. Anyway, that's a little side tangent. I was just, I've been very upset how quickly people have kind of accepted him back as an awards performer and stuff. I don't know when his, for lack of a better term, timeout should end, but it just feels like he hasn't really fully atoned yet. So I was very disappointed that the BB Maze was going to give him this welcome, open-arms greeting. Anyway, the show this year reached a record low amount of viewers, so maybe he had something to do with that and the BB Mays learned their lesson from that. Moving back to better news, a new boy group is here from IST Entertainment. Which is actually the new merger. So Play M Entertainment, home to Weekly, A Pink, Victon, and Creaker Entertainment, home to the boys, are now under the same company merged into IST. So now this super awesome company has a new boy group formed through the show The Origin. It's ABO, standing for at the beginning of originality. And the ultimate seven-member group was created by the top ten finalists, being considered by both a mix of audience voting and the celebrity input, the balancers as they called, who would alter the scores. The show's final week balancers did include two members of A Pink and two of Victin, as well as others like J B, Minzy, J Park, and Infinite's Sungyu. Switching gears now, Blackpink have a historic set of Rolling Stone individual and a group magazine cover. They are actually only the third girl group in history to cover Rolling Stone. The first was the Spice Girls back in 1997, then Destiny's Child in 2001. As of recording time, the full set of individual interviews is not out yet, so I'm not going to say too much yet about the series of interviews. But I will say so far, my biggest takeaways are that their bond is for real, it's not for show, they really seem like their family, it's really sweet, the way they talk about each other. And that Lisa has been mentoring another Thai trainee under YG Entertainment. Taking her under her wing. Very curious what group she ends up being in or if she's gonna be a soloist. Side note, Lisa mentions in the interview that she wants to continue to represent her Thai heritage and show her pride in it. So how about do a collab with PP Crit or for Eve or another Thai artist that rocks? Just saying. BMBM of course, that'd be dope, but even more. Not just K-pop associated artists, but other Thai artists that deserve more shine. Some really devastating news, followed by a bright side. Holland, one of the only openly gay K-pop artists, was the victim of a homophobic hate crime. He had to go to the hospital for it. I will spare you the dark details, but he got hateful messages hurled at him and was physically hurt. He had bruises and scars, but luckily no broken bones. This homophobe was taken to police and pled guilty, so at least there's that. The bright side is the beautiful, touching interview he gave for Billboard, where he talked about how, Don't worry about me, I'm fine was reiterating like this isn't about me I just posted about it not for sympathy but just so other kids like me know they shouldn't stand for this and that sense of inner self-worth is just it's so exciting to see because I hope he makes people in his position feel valued and like they don't deserve it that they don't internalize something's wrong with me and I just think he's a wonderful role model for them so it's great to see this not break his spirit because I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to be gay in a world where homophobes are everywhere so especially as we near pride month i want to reiterate my call that jeez can't people just be nice to each other and leave people alone last bigger news update before my rapid fire round of headlines dumbfounded the rapper aka john park has launched his own production company big dummy productions dummy spelled wrong, naturally ending in ie instead of y This is also the name of a Peacock series currently in the works about Dumbfounded's life. Sounds like it's going to be like semi-autobiographical. And apparently, if you have Xfinity, you can get Peacock for free, so keep that in mind. Big Dummy Productions will focus on Asian American talent and was made in partnership with Transparent Arts, which is actually the company that Tiffany Yun has a relationship with. The company's first project, aside from the Peacock Show, is K-Pops, a movie directed by Anderson Pack. So stay tuned, lots in store from Big Dummy Productions. Time for the lightning round. Mr. Bang of HYBE slash Big Hit Music received an honorary doctorate degree from Seoul National University. He's the first entertainment figure to get that honor, and it was a great reminder that he graduated with a degree in aesthetics, which makes so, so much sense given the artists he works with. South Korea recently reopened a vinyl-making factory, so vinyls are officially, officially back in as a global trend. On May 23rd, 2PM released Must on vinyl, and surely many more artists will follow in their footsteps. I'll make that the question of the day. Which K-pop album would just be so gorgeous on vinyl? I read all the replies, so feel free to drop one in the Spotify reply section. If you're on another app, you can always message me on socials instead. The latest regarding who has COVID... Han Jun from ET's Soonhee from Oh My Girl, Kang Min Kyun from Davichi, BX from CIX, two members of NCT, four members of Twice, two members of SF9, and two members of One Us. PH1 appeared on NPR's Tiny Desk Series. Twice performed on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert May 18th. Espa landed on Time's list of Next Generation Leaders. Doyen from NCT and Yujin from IVE are officially the hosts of the Dream Concert at Olympic Stadium in Seoul, June 18th. Jiho left WM Entertainment, so Oh My Girl is now officially promoting as just six members. Lunar Solar has officially disbanded, as has Daya. They decided to not renew their contracts and will release a farewell album this August. In better news, Baek ji will return from hiatus for Fromis 9's next comeback. Ren from New East signed with Big Planet Made, which is also the home of Ha-sun-woon now. And Kim Jong-hyun from New East has signed with Evermore Entertainment. Ji-hoon has left T-01 and ended his contract with Wake 1 Entertainment. In the group to one is entering a hiatus right now the timing of their return tbd but they did reassure people it really is just a break they will return with new music they just need to recharge first as of recording time the latest on Monster x's contract status shonu Ki Hyun, and hyunwon have all officially renewed their contracts the other members still in negotiations Fingers crossed, we'll see. I honestly predict it's possible that not all of them renew, or not for more than a one-year renewal, so don't get too excited. Fingers crossed i though. Each member of TWICE now has their own solo Instagram account. My J-pop queen, Millet, finally joined TikTok. Qian Yun, formerly of 100%, announced he's getting married soon. Don Spike announced he's getting married soon. Lee Haeri from Davichi said she's getting married soon. Hoon from YouKiss is getting married soon. To Huang Jisone from Girls' Day. Bobby Kim announced he's getting married soon. What a beautiful summer of love it will be. Really hoping I didn't just jinx it. But maybe I did because Yu Quan from Block B and his girlfriend of 10 years have split up. Sending all of the good vibes I can to TAG from Golden Child. the group will have to do their summer USA tour without him as he sits out activities indefinitely. It doesn't sound like he's on death's door, but his liver condition is considered critical. Really, really praying for him. Jisoo from Blackpink is the new global ambassador for Cartier. A-Pink joined Weavers. Zico is finally back from the military but when one fave comes back, another one seems to go, and MJ from Astro did enlist. New boy group, TNX, already selected a fandom name, THX, like Thanks, which I honestly find kind of cute. T1 Entertainment, signed with CAA. What that means is that the gaming organization behind the song Runner by uh, Baekhyun and Company has signed with one of the biggest talent agencies based in the USA, Creative Artists Agency so maybe they'll release more bops with other K-pop stars in the future and give them more promo help than they previously had. Dynamite by BTS won the Foreign Works Award from the Japanese Society of Right of Authors, Composers, and Publishers, a win that goes to the foreign relative to Japan, song of the year that earned the most royalties. Jun Somi is the new global ambassador of Lacoste, chi Wu from Kingdom is officially leaving GF Entertainment and leaving the group altogether. The number of countries different recent K-pop releases topped iTunes in. Astro, Drive to the Starry Road, 12 regions. Le Seraphim's debut, 13 regions. Monsta X's Shape of Love, 15. Icon's Flashback, 18. mee My, 22. Psy and Sugars That That, 73. And Got7's comeback album, Got7, 83. Here's an interesting breakdown comparing first-week album sales of different K-pop artists' new releases. Icon's flashback, over 44k. Their previous actual first-week record was around 35k, so they've clearly been missed. Very Very's new album, 100k. One Us's Trickster, 200k. Les Seraphim's debut, 307k. Monsta X's Shape of Love, 321.5k. That's actually the highest first week sales of their career so far. And TXT's Mini 2, Thursday's Child, over a million in two days, making them the fastest artists to reach that. And the album topped iTunes in 43 regions. J-pop star Lisa has officially surpassed a billion cumulative Spotify streams. Keep in mind, Japan is still very CD-focused, physical, music-focused, as opposed to streaming sites. So, to reach a billion streams as a Japanese artist is a super big deal. BTS's Wings is certified silver in the UK, as is Map of the Soul, The Journey. View count milestone time. 1.5 million, real with boy. Ten million, PP Crits. How do you like it? Mian's Drive and Nijus Asobo. Sixty million, Jesse Zoom. One hundred million, GOT7's Girls, Girls, Girls. G-Idols Tomboy, G-Dragon's That XX, Big Bang's Tonight, and Psy and Sugar's That That. Two hundred million, Stray Kids Thunderous. Three hundred million, BTS War of Hormone. And 1.1 billion. Blackpink's How You Like That dance practice video, which now has surpassed the view count of the actual video, which is 1.09 billion. Lisa's song La Lisa Lalisa has surpassed 200 million total streams, and RM's album Mono has surpassed 400 million streams. That wraps up my big news roundup of the day. Much more in a bunch of different categories, episodes, not just headline roundups, coming your way throughout June and next week, so stay tuned, lots in store. Remember, when I'm quiet on here, I'm busy on Substack and vice versa, and while I still have your attention, your action item of the day some organizations that really need your help that i want to direct you to as well as what you can do in the wake of one of the worst school shootings in american history it is just beyond the pale and i don't i don't have words for the anger i felt at hearing this news that a decade after sandy hook we're still not doing anything to stop kids from being murdered at school it's so frustrating to not feel like turning your rage into action makes a difference But it is, of course, still better than nothing. So if you want to really remind your senators they work for you, not vice versa, and that you want common sense gun control legislation, ways to prevent this from happening, ways to react in a way that prevents kids from being killed, ways that you realize enough is enough, you can find lots of resources at the Everytown for Gun Safety site, as well as momsdemandaction.org. You don't have to be a mom, of course, to check out the resources. You can also text ACT to 64433, and it wasn't too long ago that the mass shooting in Buffalo took place as well. You can donate to the African Heritage Food Corporation, rootedinloveinc.com is a good place to go, as well as the Feed Buffalo GoFundMe, and the Fruit Belt Community Land Trust. You can also request action at the very 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 least to be taken for ensuring background checks on gun owners by texting checks to 64433 again you can text act to that number but also checks texting act to that number gives you updates from every town for gun safety texting checks to 64433 will help prompt you to message your senators and help you with that process If you have further questions or resources that you know deserve a shout out feel free to message me on socials or even in the comment section of this episode on spotify there is a reply button for you to do that through spotify really want to just keep shouting out resources is not super religious as i am i do sometimes pray and i am praying for the families who have to cope now with this loss it's ridiculous and i just wish i could do more so That's my plea for you today, to do something, to not grow known to this, and to think of those families, whether you pray or not, hold them up in spirit. Thank you all so much for listening today, and I'll talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everyone.